0: Good evening, happy Thursday. This is Talking Sports with Evan, and it is NFL kickoff week tonight. The first NFL game of the 2023 football season is about to be underway as the Kansas City Chiefs are about to take on, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the Detroit Lions on the opening kickoff. I'm excited NFL football is Back And I suppose I should give my prediction of the Chiefs and Lions game before it starts. The rest of my predictions will come later on in the show. But tonight, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win 31-17. That's my prediction for tonight. It is 7.12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Kickoff is just about to happen. If you do want to go back and double-check, it's time-stamped 7.12 p.m. that I'm predicting the Chiefs to beat the Lions tonight. To open up the 2023 NFL season. And boy has it been a long and grueling offseason. It seems like the NFL offseason takes longer and longer. Every year. I just want football back. And I, I know I'm not alone in saying that. I just want football back. And football is back now. Which is great. I'm excited. And the show tonight is going to mostly focus on the 2023 NFL season, the 2023 Green Bay Packers, and how, how, how I think the season's going to go. I did have Emlyn Thomas on the show about a month and a half or two months ago. Uh, yeah, about a month and a half ago, talking about the training camp, where we were in training camp, and gave our thoughts on the division. And did any of my any of my thoughts changed since then? Well, we're about to find out. So with that said, thank you so much for listening to tonight's show, watching tonight's show, whatever, either via Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or if you're listening to the podcast, anywhere podcasts are found. If you want to support the show, if you go to my Twitter at Evan Witt Sports, you go to my profile, and I have my link tree. You can click on that link tree. And you can order your tickets with TickPick, or you can click on that Amazon link. I am an Amazon affiliate. I am a TickPick affiliate as well. So with that, time to get going. Time to get started. I'm going to start talking about the 2023 Green Bay Packers and give my thoughts. And if you're watching live and you want to comment... Feel free to comment. How do you think the Packers are going to do in 2023? You can also tweet at me at EvanWittSports. But I look at the Packers in the 53-man roster and my predictions and what my expectations are, yada, 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 and they are playing the Bears, so I'm going to preview that Bears game a little bit as well. My expectations, and I've talked about this before, Is this season, 2023, and it sounds crazy to say this, it's not about wins and losses at this point. It's about the development of Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Lucas Musgrave, and all the other young players on this team. That's what this season's about. This season's about getting the young guys experience right now so that in 2024 or 2025, they can truly go after the Lombardi Trophy. And if the Packers exceed those expectations, great. I'd be extremely happy. But that's kind of where my thought process is on this team. And how do I think this team's going to do? I love the offensive line that the Packers have put together. Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, the left side of the line, anchored by two great Football players and series trying to chime in because series annoying. But anyway, two great players controlling the left side of the Packers defensive line, offensive line in Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. Josh Myers as a center has been a little inconsistent overall, but this is his year. This is his year to show that that's his position. He had a rookie year that was cut short with injuries last year. Up and down, inconsistency was his biggest problem. This is his year. This is year three. This is Josh Myers' season to take that jump to show that he deserves a start on the Green Bay Packers offensive line. And if he doesn't, the Packers, believe it or not, do have options. John Runyon's worked at center. Zach Tom can play center. Alton Jenkins can play center. They have options if they truly need options at center. And you can always go find one off the practice squad or on the street somewhere. Right guard, John Runyon, extremely underappreciated, but all he does is his job. He does his job very well. Doesn't do it very flashy. But overall, he does his job extremely well, in my opinion. Then you look at the right tackle spot. Right now, it's going to be Zach Tom. Zach Tom showed flashes last year that he belongs in the NFL starting lineup as an offensive lineman. He played well at left tackle, right tackle. Anywhere they put him last year, he did extraordinary well, and he's shown that he is the right guy for that job. And then the depth that they have with Yash Nij- Nijman um, Walker, who kind of overtook Nijman uh, in camp this year. Sean Ryan has seemed to have taken a step in that right direction. Uh, I think the depth of that offensive line is really good as well. Defensive line, I'm extremely excited to see the Packers' defensive line in action. Years past, the Packers' defensive line has very, uh, very easily been my biggest disappointment, almost year in year out. <clears throat> the defense. Of the, the defensive line seems to wait for contact, wait for you to initiate, and they didn't play aggressive. This year, led by Kenny Clark and TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, currently the starting base defensive line. Obviously, the Packers hardly ever play base, but that's the base uh, depth chart at the defensive line. And then two guys I'm excited for, Kobe Wooden and Carl Brooks. Those are two guys I'm extremely excited for to see what they do, especially Carl Brooks. Carl Brooks didn't get a lot of love or publicity when the Packers drafted him because he was a sixth round pick out of Bowling Green, but he's 6'3, 296, and he looks the part. He looks to be able to play nose, he looks to be able to play defensive end. Hell, he could even probably play edge position too if they really needed him to. And. I, I know he's a rookie, but I like that potential. And then Kobe, uh Kobe Wooden, 6'4, 273 out of Auburn. He can play defensive end. He can play outside. He can play uh rush linebacker. A good position there for the Packers to be in too. Rashawn Gary's gonna be on a snap count, but it's great to have him back and Preston Smith with the backups who they have there and Lucas Van Ness and Justin Holland and Kingsley Engabare, and Bretton Cox Jr. I'm excited for the front seven that the Packers are about to put onto the field. And we'll see how it plays because you still do have Joe Barry as your defensive coordinator. I get that. I understand that Joe Barry is Joe Barry. He's never coordinated a very good defense. Most of his defenses have been bad to me- uh, mediocre to bad. I don't even think he's ever uh, coordinated an average defense. He just happens to have a name that people know, and he keeps getting these jobs and uh, ended up getting the the defensive coordinator spot in Green Bay. Secondary-wise, defensive backs, the corners I think are talented. The one weakness on this defense is going to be the safety position with Rudy Ford, who if you're a – if you're a team that's trying to compete in the NFL, he's not a starting safety. And then Darnell Savage, I talked about consistency and being inconsistent a lot with Josh, uh, the center, Josh Myers. Darnell Savage is the same way, very inconsistent. Not a lot of, not a lot of great play. Um, shows flashes, but overall, just very inconsistent um, as a football player. Just, just how he is. Not really the safeties you want. And the, the depth, the backup at that safety position, not very good either. So defensively, that's the one weakness. And then jumping back to the offense, I, I was talking about back and forth. I think Jordan Love looks the part as a starting quarterback in this league. I think he showed that um, in preseason and limited action against Philadelphia last year. I think he's shown he can be a starting quarterback in this league. And the Packers have a very good backfield in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And I know people hate on A.J. Dillon because he's not flashy and he was a second-round pick and people don't think he should have been a second-round pick and yada, yada, yada. But he's a solid player. He's solid. He does his job. He knows what his job is, and he's focused on producing the way we want A.J. Dillon to produce. Very likable guy. And I think he is going to have an outstanding year. Wide receivers and tight ends on offense are the big question mark. Christian Watson's dealing with a hamstring again. Romeo Dobbs is dealing with a hamstring. Plus, they're young players. We don't know how they're going to react because the NFL had all offseason to watch film on Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. So now how is Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson going to adjust to the adjustments that they're going to see? That's going to be a big question mark that those two have to show. And then you got young players behind them in Torre in Heath and in uh, uh, J- uh, Reed. A lot of young players there, plus your two top tight ends are rookies. So very young and experienced team. So like I said, the big thing is, Show growth each and every week. Now, the win and losses might not show up, but you got to show growth each and every week. And for me, I think the Packers win about eight or maybe nine games if things happen to go right. If they stay healthy and things go in the right direction, I think they win eight or nine games. I think that's kind of where their ceiling is. Obviously, it's the NFL. Anything can happen, and we'll see what happens. But that's kind of where I'm at with this Packer team right now. And they're playing the Bears on Sunday. Not only is it the first uh start of the Jordan Love era on at Jordan. I know Jordan Love has a start already under his belt, but now he is the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, not filling in for a COVID positive Aaron Rodgers. He is the guy running this team and it's it's going to be exciting and hell, you have to go down to Chicago to start off the Jordan Love era. So it should be exciting to see what happens there as well with Jordan Love. And I think the Packers beat the Bears. I think the Bears, the Bears don't, I know the Packers roster isn't great, but the Bears roster isn't that great either, in my opinion. And the areas they did improve, I think it might take some time for those guys to get everything together. You have a couple of new pieces on the offensive line. You got a couple of new receivers to work in. Your defense is really bad last year. And did you do enough to improve the defense? And is Justin Fields a quarterback that can beat you with his arm? He's shown that he can run the football, but can Justin Fields beat you with his arm? That's going to be the million dollar question. And the Packers have forced Wills, uh, Fields to uh, throw interceptions quite a bit. Uh, During his tenure as the Bears uh, quarterback, in just what the three games I think he started against the Packers, he's throwing interceptions in every one. That's going to be interesting to see how the Packers contain and then uh, force fields into mistakes. That's going to be key for the Green Bay Packers. So, those are my two current predictions for the NFL week one games. I'm going to get to my other predictions soon. But, like I said, Kansas City Chiefs win today. And the Green Bay Packers win, I say, 27-20. It'll be the, the Packer getting that victory. And they get a big turnover at the end of the game by Darnell Savage to keep the Bears out of that end zone. Moving on to the NFL as a whole. Um, who do I think is going to make the playoffs, win the divisions, and who do I think is going to go to the Super Bowl? I think your division winners are going to be the – my. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Cincinnati Bengals, the Miami Dolphins, and your New York Jets are going to be um, are going to wrap up the the playoff picture in the NFC. Out of those teams. I think it's the Bills' year. I think the Bills come out of the AFC and make the Super Bowl. So my AFC prediction, Buffalo in the Super Bowl representing the AFC. Going to the NFC, I think you got the Eagles. You got the 49ers. You got the Lions, for long and you have... Every team in the NFC South is bad, but I think the the Falcons win that division. I think playoff teams, you're going to have Green Bay. You're going to have the Cowboys. And you're going to have the Giants make the playoffs in the NFC. And I think representing the NFC in the Super Bowl this season, I think this is finally the year the 49ers get over the hump and they make the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be 49ers, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl, and Buffalo is going to come away getting their first Lombardi Trophy after losing four straight years in the early 90s. Buffalo finally wins the Super Bowl. And as Chris Berman used to always say, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So that, that's what I have for my my playoffs and my, my Super Bowl um, predictions. And awards, I think your MVP is going to be a toss-up between Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson. And I think Justin Jefferson gets the MVP. And I know I don't even have the Vikings in the playoffs. I get that. But I think they just barely missed the playoffs. And it's not going to be because of Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is going to have even better numbers this year with uh, Adam Thielen out on the opposite side of him. My offensive player of the year, I think, will be Patrick Mahomes. I think he's just the best quarterback in the NFL. He's one of the better quarterbacks I've ever seen play the quarterback position in the NFL. I'm very impressed with the quarterback Patrick Mahomes has become. Defensive player of the year, I think it's Micah Parsons. I Micah Parsons is trying to get paid. Joey Bosa just got paid. Or sorry, Nick Bosa just got paid. I know Joey Bosa got paid a couple years ago too, but anyway. Nick Bosa just got paid. Micah Parsons wants to get paid. And I think he's going to lead the league in sacks. And I think he wins your defensive player of the year. My offensive rookie of the year, this one is a little... It's a little difficult to decide. There's so many great options. Defensive, I mean, see, sorry, the offensive rookie of the year. And I, I don't know. I'm uh, thinking away some options. And I think B. John Robinson, I think B. John Robinson is going to lead the, Falcons to the playoffs, and I think because B. John Robinson is going to lead the Falcons to the playoffs, I think B. John Robinson gets your defensive I mean, offensive rookie of the year, and my defensive rookie of the year, which I kept saying over and over again, I think it's going to go to Will Anderson Jr. Um, I think Will Anderson Jr. gets defensive rookie of the year, and my Coach of the year is going to be, because if the Lions win the playoffs, I think it's, I mean, it's a division, I mean, I think your coach of the year goes to Dan Campbell. And some breaking news that just hit the, uh just now, Joe Burrow wanted some attention while the Kansas City Chiefs are playing uh, opening night in the NFL. Of course, he wants some attention. He signed a five-year, $275 million extension with $219 million guaranteed, according to the one, the only Adam Scheffler. So there's that. So if you're watching, listening, whatever, I want to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts on the the playoffs? What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl winners, the award winners? And how do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to do his first season in New York. And maybe it'll be his only season. Who knows? Maybe he finds a way to get the Vikings next year. Brett Favre did. Maybe Aaron Rodgers figures it out too. So, But what are your predictions? Who are your thoughts on who wins the awards? And like I said, how do you think Aaron Rodgers does this season in New York? The The one number I'm worried about with Aaron Rodgers is only one number I don't care about. Jets wins and losses, as crazy as that sound, having two first-round picks would be awesome. 65%. We just need Aaron Rodgers to play in 65% of the games, and if he does, then the Packers get a second first-round pick. After that, if Aaron Rodgers wants to go nurse a whatever or you know give Zach Wilson a chance, so be it. But the first step is Rodgers at 65%. The second step would be where that first-round pick would fall if Rodgers does, in fact, play, which he likely will, play the 65%. But that offensive line in New York is not good. So Rodgers might be running for his life a little bit. Jumping to college football and the Wisconsin Badgers and their game on Saturday against Buffalo, the Badgers won to 17 And there were a lot to bang your head against the wall over and over again. Uh, The quarterback position didn't look the best. And I think most of that had to do with the play calls that were being played. I think the Badgers were playing a feeling out process with their offense to kind of truly see what they had offensively and what version of the Badger raid or air raid or whatever raid you want to call it to see what version they wanted to run. Because, look, if you read anything about the Badgers offensive coordinator and Phil uh, Lungo, you're going to know that Phil Lungo, he orchestrates his offense based off what the team does well. We already know the Wisconsin Badgers have an offensive, a running game, I mean. That can run over anybody. And the running game looked good. It got off to a little bit of a slow start. Maybe they didn't run the ball enough. But Malusi and Braylon Allen just ran the you-know-what out of the football. And the Badgers ran for 314 yards, averaging 7.1 yards per play. And maybe playing a variation of the Badger raid where you rely on the running game is what you need to do right now as the rest of your offense catches up to what you want to do passing the football. The Badgers offensively struggled to pick up blitzes. Um, when t- Buffalo did send the pressure, they uh, Badgers struggled to stop it, and they got sacks or had to throw the ball away or take off running and then dive about a yard and a half to two yards short of the sticks. But I think offensively, the Badgers are going to be fine. I think they're going to find their footing throwing the football. Eventually, we just have to be patient. This is a brand-new offense. Got to be patient. And defensively, that's where I'm worried about the Badgers. They struggled to tackle. They And I know Buffalo is getting the ball out very quickly. They struggled to get really any kind of pressure all day long against Buffalo. And the secondary struggled in coverage all areas that I'm worried about because the Badgers are thin and young at all three levels of that defense. They got guys that need to, they need to have guys step up and take control of the defense and play Badger defense and play the defense the way the Badgers are known to play the defense. And I know we have a new defensive coordinator in, in Trestle and he runs a more of a three, three than a three, four, you know, three down linemen three linebackers as opposed to three down linemen, four linebackers. But the Badgers, again, need to figure it out because it wasn't struggling with the scheme to me that they made the defense struggle. It was getting off blocks. It was tackling. It was coverage. Those are things that you're either going to do well or you're not. And the Lions go uh, fake punt on fourth down and get enough for the first down. Very gutsy call by Campbell. So back to the Badgers. Big thing is, Badger fans, we have to be patient. We have to be understanding. And we got to know that this isn't even uh, Luke Fickle's true recruiting class. He, He got a lot of the guys to come in who are already coming and brought in some of his guys. But the 2024 recruiting class is truly going to be your Luke Fickle recruiting class. And we got to be patient. There's going to be growing pains this year. I know I said last week that my expectations for the Badgers are winning the Big 10 West. And it's not because they're going to be that good. It's because they just don't play a lot of very good teams out West. And I think the Badgers are going to be good enough to win the West and play in the Big 10 championship game against either Ohio State or Michigan against Washington state. It's going to be a test and the Badgers are traveling to Washington state, I believe. And last year, Washington state, yep. Traveling to Washington state, six 30 central time kickoff. And they beat the Badgers last year in Madison shocked The Badgers, not really because they weren't very good last year. But anyways, they beat the Badgers in their house and kind of led the dominoes to start falling, which led to um, Paul Chris being let go eventually. But as I said, with the Badgers, we just got to be patient. It's going to take time. I know I was frustrated on Saturday as well, and I'm tweeting things too. But my biggest concern is to tackle it. They struggled to tackle. They struggled to get people down to the ground, and the coverage kept messing up. Easy way to help with the coverage struggling is get pressure on the quarterback and force the quarterback into mistakes. The Badgers didn't get pressure on the quarterback, a quarterback that made mistakes, and Buffalo is able to score 17 points against the Badgers and seem to move the football pretty. Well, And then the last thing I want to talk about is the baseball world. Thankfully, the Diamondbacks in the bottom of the fourth inning is currently up 3 nothing over the Chicago Cubs. But the Brewers' offense is starting to worry me again. They went through a stretch where they won nine in a row where they kept pat- tapping on and capping on and putting on and putting on runs to tap onto the lead. Now they're back to not getting base hits with runners in scoring position. It's something that we've seen repeatedly over and over and over again. It's popping its ugly head again. Brewers need to start getting more consistent with runners in scoring position again. They should have swept the Pirates. They had <clears throat> opportunities to bust the game open in game one of the Sears. They had opportunities to bust the game open in Game 3 of the series. They didn't. And the Brewers lost 2-3 of three against Pittsburgh. Now you got the Yankees out in New York. The Yankees are struggling right now, too. It's time to kick the Yankees while they're down and try to build back upon that lead. Hopefully, the Diamondbacks are able to hold off the Cubs tonight and we get to go to New York with a two-game lead in that division. But we shall see because the Cubs have been able to score runs late lately in games and, yeah, make things difficult. So hopefully the Brewers have a two-game two game lead back tomorrow when we wake up. But with that said, thank you so much for tuning in to Talking Sports with Evan. The bottom ticker you see, that is the guy who designed my logo you see in the top. Corner of the screen on the opposite side of the live, and then this shirt that I'm wearing as well. This is a shirt from him as well. Great Packer merchandise. I have a brand new line of merchandise out this year representing some of your favorite Packer content creators, too, like Matt Rampage, uh, Jen Mack, and just a lot of new Jordan Love and other Green Bay gear. So, check it out. The website going across the bottom right now. Check out that site. Find them on Twitter. You will not regret it. With that said, again, thank you for tuning in. This is Ben Talking Sports with Evan. And, oh, announcement to make. I almost forgot. I will be now doing two shows weekly. Now that we're in the NFL season, Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. It will be Tuesday of this week since I have to go to Wilmot for a football game because I was an idiot and decided to do that for officiating. Um, Tuesday this week and Thursday, Tuesday is going to be featured on recapping the Packers and bears and all the other NFL action from week one. And Thursday is going to be featured at previewing this weekend set of games, both college and pro that stand out to me. And then both days, There's also going to be other brewers and whatever chatter going on as well. So, with that said, oh, and then I'm also, if you uh, subscribe on Substack, that's where the podcast gets distributed from. I have one article written currently from around the draft. Each week, probably by Tuesday, it'll be published uh, because I have to wait till after the Monday night games, Wednesday at the latest. But I'm going to give one thought to each. Week get each slate of games from that week. Uh, so, for example, oh, I almost forgot to give my NFL prediction for the week. I, I'm really slack, I'm really struggling today, aren't I? So, but for example, the Chiefs, the Lions are playing right now. So, I'm going to give one thing from tonight's game that stood out to me to bring up. Right now, it's the the gutsiness of Dan Campbell, which I guess we've already known he has because he has a tendency to run fake punts and whatnot. So the rest of my week one predictions: I said Chiefs are going to win. I said Packers are going to win. The rest of the slate, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to beat the Browns. The Ravens will beat the Texans. The Vikings will beat the Buccaneers. The Falcons will knock off the Panthers. Led by Bijan Robinson. The Commanders will beat the Cardinals. And the Cardinals are going to be very difficult to win any game this year with the way that roster is constructed. I think they kind of want it that way. <laughs> Anyways, Jacksonville beats the Colts. The 49ers beat the Steelers. The Titans beat the Saints. The Broncos beat the Raiders. The Eagles beat the Patriots. The Rams beat the Seahawks, the Dolphins beat the Chargers, the Giants knock off the Cowboys, and the Bills beat the Jets. That is my week one, and then obviously Packers beat the Bears, and the Chiefs beat the Lions. That is my week one prediction, and now I'm finally done. Yes, for real this time, I'm done. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. However you are getting the show, I appreciate you. And until next week, have a great rest of your week and weekend.